I am Jen Wilson, author and body, mind and soul coach. Welcome to the I Am podcast, where we explore who you are. Hello, it is Jen from IamJenWilson.com and the I Am Jen Wilson podcast. And today's guest is Tony O'Neill. So Tony runs a sportswear apparel company called Animalia Apparel, which is also a social enterprise, which means that the money he makes, he gives back, puts back into the community to help people and helps athletes and help a whole range of different people support them through whatever it is that they need support through. So definitely check out Tony's apparel because it's really cool. I've ordered myself a pair of leggings and a hoodie because, you know, why not? Support social enterprises, support small businesses, support local businesses. Tony is absolutely lovely. I've never met him before. I we follow each other on social media. We have mutual friends. And he had posted a few things on social media that I was just thinking, I'd love to speak to him. I'd love to get a bit to know a bit more and share his story and his business with the world or whoever happens to be listening. So check out today's show and as always, share it with your people. Give us some likes. Remember to subscribe on whatever station or channel or platform it is that you listen to your podcast on. If you prefer visual, there is the video is on my YouTube channel, which is IamJenWilson.com. The link to that is in the show notes. The link to all Tony's websites and social media platforms are all on the show notes as well. So please do check them out, give them a follow. So share, share, share. Pretty please, pretty please, pretty please. If you're on SoundCloud or Apple, then you can also leave comments, which are really helpful just to be able to boost the algorithm so that other people get to find the the podcast. It's not a moneymaker for me. So any assistance that the listeners can give is always greatly appreciated. So check out today's show. Let us know what you think. Share. And I will see you on the next show. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? All right, thank you. I'm all right. I was just sitting doodling there. What are you doodling? Are you drawing? Or... More doodling. I like it. I had, I, when I was in a meditation, I could see this image and I'm trying to recreate it because I'm like, oh, that was such a cool image that I could see. And I'm right. trying to... It's not, um, it's not coming out the way that I can remember it. <laughs> That's quite cool. I like that. I use... Um, I've got like a giant whiteboard. Yeah. So actually, like, see this cow? It's like bigger. It's like massive. So I'll... I'll do things on that, um, and I try and I've 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 took it off, but I need to put it back on. I try and work from like a Ben Nevis idea. So like yeah. my my life is if I'm climbing up Ben Nevis. Amazing. Being visual, uh, being visual helps a lot. Uh, don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's weird because I'm not usually a visual person. Mm. Um, but I was away at the weekend on a retreat. And we did a lot of awakening consciousness, and now I'm more like the visuals are now coming through, and I'm like, oh, this is scary. <laughs> it's scary but cool but weird. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, that's pretty cool. It's cool. So thank you so much for coming on. 
It's all right. It's all right. It's been a bizarre time. I, I was on keep getting asked to talk. <laughs> no people. That's good. So you must have you must be saying something that people are like, I want to know more. I don't know what it is. I've no idea. I think because um, you were on with Mandy this week. Yeah. Uh, um, Mrs. Greenshaw, I haven't listened to that podcast yet because I saw that she was on and I was like, God, we keep having the same guests on, but that's totally fine. So I didn't intentionally didn't listen to it so that the, this conversation is just however it is rather than me going, oh, well, he said this on this, so let's explore that or whatever. No, no, I like um, don't know. I've been, because the thing is here, like on Instagram and that, I've been talking for a long time, like about all sorts. Um, and it was actually the last year or two that I stopped. Like, I kind of took myself, no stop, because I'm still active on it, but done less. Kind yeah. of like, like, serious videos, if that makes sense. I think mm-hmm. it, it's tall. Um, but it helped me as well. I, I was just used that as a platform just to let it out. Yeah. And it was something that scared me, so... Uh, yeah. That being vulnerable is... Um... It's, we're not, especially when you live in Scotland, you're not taught to be vulnerable. You're it's discouraged actively. It is. It really is. And if you actually, you can. There's so many bits of life, sport activities that when you see when people are vulnerable, it kind of when you understand what it means. I think. I think it's the lack of understanding. They think of vulnerable weakness, like you're, you're got to like shut yourself off. You're not going to stand up for yourself, all this stuff, but that, that isn't what it means. Um, yeah. I remember when I was, I used to go for NLP coaching. So I, I had, um, I went through a divorce about 10 years, just over 10 years ago. And after that, I'd gone into this phase of, I'm absolutely fine because the marriage breaking up was the right thing for both of us. Mm-hmm. Like it was totally amicable. Yeah. But because of that, I didn't feel like I could, I could grieve it. And so I went partying. I did a full nine months in the Archies. <laughs> And then I had a breakdown because I had bottled everything up and suppressed it. And then I just like had total meltdown. So I was going for the NLP and I remember Brian saying to me, he's like, you need to be vulnerable. And I was like, I don't even know what that means. Like I had to literally go away and look it up and start researching it. Read like Renee Brown's book and watched her TED talk and stuff just to try and understand what that actually meant. Because like that, the words just meant weakness to me as far as I was concerned, where actually it's the power and strength of it is, you're like, ah, oh. <laughs> it's unreal. It's incredible because that, I've seen the, the Brenny Brown videos and mm. funny because you see, I think it's one where it was when she was doing the second one. So when she done the first one, it then she was aware of how popular it was becoming. Yeah. And she was like getting scared when it was starting to like hit views, views, views. Yeah. So you see somebody who's telling you to be vulnerable, be vulnerable. And it's like, I think it's, I think everything's a bit of a cycle. Because um, oh. like, when I have a therapy or counselling, like your counsellor will effectively, they're a human being as well. So they'll need yes. counselling and different things. And I think sometimes you think that, see when you hear that imposter syndrome thing, mm-hmm. think that, oh, I'm meant, if I'm meant to be, showing people this but then I'm struggling no we're all meant to we're not all struggling but we're all meant to have a struggle yes it's not as simple as that and I think that makes it easier to understand yeah you know what I mean um, yeah, yes definitely because I, I teach Pilates and yoga and I've worked in fitness for the last 10-15 years 
and I, I got diagnosed with Crohn's in 2017 and to me that was like oh my god everything that I've been teaching people has been wrong because look how I've broken my body and then I had all this guilt and shame with it and any time I start to have a flare the last couple of times I've tried to hide it I'm like I'll, I'll be fine I'll be fine I'll be fine because I feel like I shouldn't have these symptoms because I'm all about looking after your health and being calm and meditated but real life happens to all of us so uh, yeah it's been able to ride the waves of it yeah that's it's it. like shit will happen and you ride that wave and then things will pan out and it'll be okay and then the next wave comes in and you just you keep back getting back on your board <laughs> oh yeah you need to save that <laughs> i will <laughs> trademark it i'm sure i've stolen that from somebody else though <laughs> So many teachers over the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I would say that. <laughs> I will. So I've just what I did was I just hit record from the very start because see when you have like conversations with people quite often you get these really brilliant conversations and then you hit record and then they never come back. So I can just any bits that or said that you want edited out, I can edit them out and let you hear it before it goes out if you if you want. Ah, no, I'm not good, you do. As long as I don't do something really bad. <laughs> <laughs> Wait to the end and then decide like that, oh, do I want to, do I want to de- delete that wee bit out? <laughs> um, so now that we've had this random brief chat about vulnerability and stuff, why don't you not introduce yourself to people that are listening? <laughs> okay, uh, yeah. <laughs> This is a vulnerable bit. This is a... <laughs> but, uh, Start, what's your name? <laughs> my name is, well, my actual full name is Anthony O'Neill, or Tony O'Neill. Yep. Um, I am from Uddingston, um, Nowview Park, which is just next to each other. And I run a sportswear and fightwear brand called Animalia Apparel and a community interest company called Animalia CIC. So... Um, they are basically brother and sister, brother, brother, whatever you want to call it. They're a wee yeah. family. Um, the main objective of, of that is to sell loads of clothing, make lots of money, and use all that money for uh, good for the kit and actually to give back to people. Um, and that's it, really. That's, I'm saying that's it. There's probably a lot more to it, but uh, it's it's been it's been some journey. Um, I never, I never envisioned having a business, never mind a, a retail fashion sportswear business. Yeah. Um, so what got you into that then? I felt, literally. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've uh, always been quite creative. Um, I was good at art at school. Um, I'm colourblind, so colours are just... That, that's, a, that's a good laugh in itself, but... I've always been creative and just liked, like we spoke about vision there. I can, yeah. I can, the things I can see going on in my head and how things works. just like, I used to not understand it and now I'm just loving it when I just get lost mm-hmm. in the bubble. Like I just, I can just, when I speak to people how Animalia's worked over the years, you can just see them looking at me like, as if they're trying to work out like a, a mad math equation. But <laughs> in my head, it's just normal. It's just, I. Uh-huh. I think that it goes there, it fits with that, it fits with that person, it can do this, it can do that. That's how my brain, my brain's just going constantly. Yeah. Um, and as I was started the process, it, it went through Tony's boot camps. It, we, we had a design where it was literally me running up a hill 
which was it's so ironic because I was never into hill walking when I done that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was the thing. So it's just funny how that that kind of works out. And um, somebody um, designed like a line line logos. Um, mm-hmm. As I found that the name Animalia, um, I used to see a thing called Unleash the Animal, and animal stuck out when I was trying to think of a, a fitness idea. Yeah. Um, Animal, I went on Wikipedia and the name Animal was there and then I looked down and then it says the kingdom of Animalia. So Animalia means a kingdom. Uh, Animalia is a group of living things within the kingdom of Animalia. So things that are living, breathe and have soul. So we are actually technically Animalia. And I just thought the whole idea, whatever the organisation we're trying to do was to help people. So no matter who you are, where you're from, um, and then somebody designed it on a different logos. Um, the the one uh, the the kind of line, the more line main thing. What one? And then since then, it got designed onto a t-shirt. Just a mock-up. No even. I I didn't ask for it. It just the guy done it, and yeah. then took that idea. Showed loads of kids and young people. Um, I worked as a sport development worker at the time, and then it just. It just grew, arms and legs. It just totally... Uh, the work I was doing in Royston at the time, it was around about 2016. So I'd been in Royston New Faction for three years. And um, I'd been, uh, I went to uni and studied sport and active lifestyle promotion. Mm-hmm. And we were well aware of the Commonwealth Games bid first. Yeah. And then when it happened, um, and I'm laughing because I get some views on that, but... I really enjoy <laughs> I love to hear people's views and stuff. I, I just, uh, it's, they've done what they've done to get the bid, I get it, but the legacy hasn't been what they say they would, and it's far better. And I'm uh, here, uh, I'm not doubting there was clever people behind it, but just some of the simple things they could have just done, i.e. opening services, open buildings, like it, just a simple thing like that could have drove footfall, and then yeah. you're looking to get payment or whatever, you can manage that, but rather than just cut things off. I know the bills to pay, but if a building's not getting used, would you know there are people in it? So Exactly. And then that will in turn eventually bring money back because yeah. it's that rapist, well, I can never say that word, that rapistocity. I can't, I can't ever say that word. Um, but when you, when you give out, you get back yeah. 10, times, 10 times more, so... Definitely. It makes you aware of what's going on. And then if there was people using it and you charged them a pound, then I would have, do you know what I mean? So, uh-huh. but I, we went through the, like, the Commonwealth Games thing and then the, I learned about that. We're, we're, we're taught to be critical about things, have an opinion, um, and then learn. We're taught to, you need to try and be a sponge. Already, I was already like that. I've always been like that, wanting to learn. But, yeah. And it's things. Um, aye, so so knowing that, doing that kind of work, that that degree, and then Royston, I knew that funding was a massive issue. Mm-hmm. Um, also, as well, it's like that. There's with what we do, we can be sustainable. There's like a goal and a vision there for like even twenty twenty four. We could we need to break it down more, but you're talking about vast amounts of money, and that I've never. I've never been about money. I've never understood it. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, on this, I didn't realise the importance of money. And what I mean by that is to be sustainable. Like, that, that's it, to, to, to be able to have an impact. Because if you're not making anything and you're trying to rely on things, it's got to be quite challenging. Um, and when, when the designs get made, I knew, right, could we sell this kit to fund youth work, to fund community work, to fund adults um, who are maybe like depression or any any mental um, health issues? Could we fund that to try and help them engage back to become engaged to life again? Yeah. Like as opposed to just medication. Um, mm-hmm. I've got medication myself, but I think it has its place. But I think they can go hand in hand. Like, yeah. um, just get people out and about. So, and then I then I also understood that athletes, like Scottish athletes, that there's there's funding pots out there for certain sports, and then other sports it's lower and lower and lower. And then there there can be like Commonwealth athletes, Olympic athletes that just don't have much money yet. They're the top top athletes in the country, but and having to do it full time as well with very little money. They full time. They do a lot of travelling. It's not like it's not this. It, it's that's somebody's dream. That's somebody's. That's what they do that because it's in there. It's yes. bumped in there. It's their desire. It's what they are. And they talk about motivation. They're not motivated. They're just dedicated. They're just relentless. Yes. Like yeah. they turn up when they're not motivated. Yeah. They, they they're the type of people that. Like I could I could say that I was a talented football player. I was a good football player. And if I'd done this, this, and this, I could have made it. No, I didn't do that. But like, Aye. like I, I didn't put the effort in. I, I quit when I could have. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I clearly very much live in their purpose. It's like yeah. when you hear people talk about what's your purpose, what's your purpose, and loads of people don't know. But those people will show up regardless, whether it's an Olympic athlete or whether it's the street cleaner or whether it's the CEO of a business. If you are showing up regardless, then you're living your purpose. That's it, totally. Yeah. And they, and you see that, and the 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 beauty that people like that have, or and other people, even like myself, is like I, I just look go wow because they're mm-hmm. doing. It. And then, and then if you actually get chatting to somebody like that, that can help you feel good. You can learn something. Maybe you carry that in your life. So I thought we are brand. If I get athletes in the kit, support them and their yeah. gym, even if it was even if it was an income even at a small income um, and then helping them maybe get a bigger reach herself. That was the idea back then and it still is. It's no changed. Um, yeah. And we even had the idea of, and it's funny that because there's people that have done it before us, but when I was thinking about like influencers, mm-hmm. uh, I was just, I just called it a lot of what we do people. So now I understand you can say like it's a micro influencers or something like that. Yeah. I've said this, maybe not in public as much as I should have, or maybe I, should, I don't know, but I've always believed, see, micro-influencers, like, if that's what you want to call somebody, I, I just yeah. call it a person that, that does some cool, cool shit and you like them. <laughs> but talking the terminology, micro-influencer, I think that, see the folk that can engage and just, like, you see them just loving doing what they're doing, or it is challenging, but they're still doing it, or they talk about it, they share things. That's who is an influencer. And real people wearing the stuff, that's it. And we know and all that, aye, we can maybe look to work with 
some other people that can help build the brand awareness. But there's a reason for that then, because then if we work with other people that can, we can reach more people, we can actually build them the proper message. So that was the, the goal right for the start. Um, the Ben Nevis 24-hour challenge, the same thing. Why is it 24-hour challenge? Because everybody claims Ben Nevis. So if you tell people it's a 24-hour challenge, they're just like, what? <laughs> what so is that, that how many times you're claiming Ben Nevis in those 24 hours? Just try to, yeah. You'll just try to go for it. Yeah. Um, and, and how many of you have done, you've done, was it four times in 24 hours? No, no, 27 and a half. <laughs> so, I've <laughs> uh, still got a bit to go. But I've I'm, done it once. <laughs> I can, I can see the look in your face as well. <laughs> I'm like that. Oh, that one time was enough. I don't think I could have been doing that for 24 hours. I'd have got to the car park and be like, I'll catch you in another 16 hours. <laughs> you know what? And that's, that, I felt like that. Um, and I, when I even had the idea for that, I'd never done it before. I, no, I had, I'd done it once and I hadn't yeah. even seen proper house. And I just thought, 10, 10 months? I think I can claim Ben Nevis as many times as I can, 24 hours. I just, Why just not, yeah. I could, um, and then thankfully other people thought they can, and that's yeah. that's the beauty of that. That's what that's about as well. It's no, yeah. it's there's things that I'm glad I've started and I'm proud, but I've also joined something else that somebody else has created as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think it, it's it. I'll always create things, and I've always have a vision, but I also like other people's things that they come up with. I'll yeah. join you that. Um, Collaboration stuff. You can't beat it. You cannot beat it. And that's that's part of even that with Animalia that where, where it really was born. The root of it is family, like mum, mm. my brother, and then seeing like working in areas, working in Royston, uh, I've worked in Govan, I've, I've worked in Girvan, Ayrshire, um, Stirling, Falkirk, um, with Ben Nevis, there's no kind of working up there, but I've been up there <laughs> and I've seen I've seen all different places and it all comes down to uh, connecting with each other and yeah. working together all the time it, it, it has to even even a an athlete, I'll keep going back to the athlete analogy, like even a boxer. A boxer's yeah. an individual and a ring, a fighter's an individual, judo, individual and they need to be doing what they can, but I've also get somebody around them as well. Yeah. So, and that's what I, another thing is, um, that's all I kind of wanted with us was just to have something, create something, and then just to be part of it. Yeah. Just happy to yeah. be part of it. I'm no, uh, uh, and other people start talking and that about it. I'm, I'm happy with that. Yeah. So as much as you are the leader because you've created it, it's not, this is mine. It's like, this is ours. So it's more mm-hmm. a, that's the then that collaborative bringing it in, bringing it in, so that it's always based around community rather than a sense of hierarchy. Aye, it has to be like it has to be like you can have leaders, but you can have leaders within that. And yeah. obviously, I've I'm the I still have the I can make decisions. However, even the team we've got, I kind of like somebody like we've got so far in retail, and she'll say things, and we we can like I can. There's been times where I'll, we've had like disagreements. I'll be disagreeing with them, but it's also a lot of respect there. We just talk about it, and it's great because I love it. Because when you disagree, and then somebody t- you're like, oh, or they, you get a difference of opinion, and it's 
you're allowed to have these conversations. You're allowed to have a conflict, right? Uh-huh. You can't you just, you, you have to do it. Um, you have to be open to hear what somebody's saying. But, and there's even other things where if Sophie said, she thinks this, and that and not that, you do it. If that's what you go for it, like, it's, aye, yeah. uh, you know what you're doing, batter in. Um, yeah. And same way, with Craig, I've got working in the, the, the brand development, the social impact side. And then just, like, people learn it. Like, so if I've got, we're making calling for kids. So if I'm, it's, it's all well me trying to figure out what to do, even Sophie as well, and Craig, whoever. But see if you don't find out what the kids are actually liking and the parents, you yeah. don't really know then what you're doing. You need to really hear that, take that for them. So I'm learning all the time. I'm open to that. I'm open to hearing what people think, if it's good, if it's rubbish, if it does this, does that, whatever it is, it's always helpful. Um, so you're then developing the best thing that you can. That's it. Um, and you're keeping that, and then you can you can develop that, and then you develop your message and how you do that. Um, yeah. I've even, it's took me a long time, improved how I articulate things, but it's still, still an ongoing process. Um, it's still an ongoing thing, even my views on how I worked with in youth work and how I used to deal with people. Um, I definitely can be a lot calmer about it now and uh, and understand it a wee bit, maybe not get as frustrated. But again, yeah. I'll get frustrated. I'm still a human being. <laughs> All right. uh, it's, yeah. it's all part of that journey of being a human being, that learning and growing, and you have maybe a very specific way of thinking about things because of how your family are or how your education has been or what other influences you have and then when you when you can get a moment where you can just stop and listen to somebody else and try and see things from another person's point of view that you can then start to go oh right okay or oh, right okay maybe maybe my way is not always the best way <laughs> even though you really want it to because that would be easier but having that that willingness to just go let's be a bit more fluid and then somebody else will come along with another idea and it's remembering to stop and listen to them as well and being allowed to like you say have those opposing opinions because you know like you notice in social media how people either live in this little echo chamber of everybody thinks exactly the same way as them or they just want to absolutely annihilate somebody with a different opinion and it's like why don't you not just sit and listen to each other Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm totally with you. Um, Because what what ends up happening is because you don't like what somebody says, you actually then take away even some value that they would say. So literally, I'm I'm learning that I can literally not like a person. There's certain people out there. But see if they actually say something that makes sense. I can hear that now without just thinking, no, they're just because you don't like them. It's not an easy thing to do. Um, And... I think I, I've analysed this. I'm always thinking about stuff <laughs> and um, getting these wee bubbles and just think that. So, even the situation now with, with COVID, Brexit, US elections, yeah. see, if you really wanted to pick fights, it'd be so easy. See, if you wanted to just have nobody to talk to, it'd be dead easy. Because, yeah. see, if you, and talking about even food, even like somebody that's vegan, somebody that loves meat, somebody that environmental climate change now even yeah. all that is so that 
you could have somebody that does certain things and they, they see somebody else doing something else and they just like, no, I don't like you, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, you don't really know why they're making these choices. Like, yeah. it, it's hard. Like, um, some people can make certain choices to do with food and they try it and it actually makes them unwell. So they, they might need to still do the thing that somebody's like, no, you can't eat that. That's harming this. But that actually person has tried and like it makes them unwell. So what do you do then? Do they just need to be unwell because, um, and I think it's even, you see it. Um, I'm a people person. I love people. Yeah. And I'm my purpose or whatever you want to call it is I want to try and help people. Now, if I focus on people then somebody goes, what about climate change? And I'm just like, Right, somebody else has got that, somebody else is doing that, but yeah, right. but I don't think it. I'm with the people because you can save one bit, but then others, so I fear destroying something else. That's and that's just my that's how I've been brought up, that's just my life experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just how we all fit. We, we, do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, hard because there's people that, that I've got that support different football teams, you know, in Glasgow, there's two, mm-hmm. two teams. And I support one, and I've actually got a lot of good pals on the other side. Yeah. And I live and in a house. Well, I don't live with my parents anymore, but my dad is on one side, and the rest of us are on the other. <laughs> we still like him. We still let him come in the house. <laughs> <laughs> but we have we the way we have it is that like we have to be willing to take a bit of a slagging if there's a football match on and one team wins over the other. You're just like. Okay, whatever. So, what? uh, you respect that that's just people are different. Yeah, it's kind of like I've got a friend that he he decided to go vegan and um, he done it because he watched things and yeah. himself and that totally turned him, right? I've watched the same things and it's had an impact. I've changed yeah. some of my eating habits, like, like even with dairy, stuff like that. However, I still eat certain things. But I wasn't put off to the level he was. Yeah. I mean, but when I was younger, uh, my mum used to smoke, um, had a cigarette sitting in the ashtray, went up to the toilet and I tried to smoke it. I've never smoked ever. I've never smoked since. <laughs> so it's it's very easy to, we can be, and it was somebody recently that taught me this about outraged. We can be very outraged by things and unjust, mm-hmm. but you don't really know why that person's doing certain things um, so and there has to be an element of balance in it as well because for example with the ve- the, the veganism if everybody is vegan what do you do with all the animals <laughs> right because the animals are going to multiply so then the population of animals gets out of control if you just let them go and do what they're going to do and then you've got all the sheepskin and all the wool and all the the stuff that you could you can make use of so that everybody's comfortable because the alternative is everything has to be man-made which is then going to damage the environment so there's this whole I get why people don't want to eat animals I personally don't eat animals either I don't like it it makes me feel sick I can't chew meat it just it's not it's just not my thing but my partner does Mm -hmm. he he the other day made soup from a bone and I was like that's gross mate but I, did, I would never object to it because the bone needs to get used. Otherwise, it just what sits there and mm. does whatever it does. So 
it's it's finding the balance of do what's right for you and don't pass your expectations on to other people. It's so hard because like even that I know that your studies and you could it can help me here. Like the even like vitamin B twelve is mm-hmm. something that you need. I think is that true? Like you would need that if you don't eat meat and you don't eat. So say yeah, that I, su- I supplement with it. So if everybody went vegan, everybody need to supplement that vitamin B12. Now, where are they got to get all the resources to do that? Because then yeah. it comes, does that mean it's more plastic? Does that mean it's this, that? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, everything has a, a cost. It's got to get produced, so it'll use water. It'll use, something needs to get grown. It'll then, chemicals in there. Like, it's, it's a whole, I think that the way I look at it is that Evolution, that's getting a bit deep here. It's just that <laughs> maybe we've evolved to make things. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, mm-hmm. so like whenever it was when we made first discovered fire, yeah, why is that not the same equivalent as like a laptop? Because it's it's just evolved. We've yeah. just, do you know what I mean? It might because mm-hmm. it's like a thing and it's electronic, but that's where we've it started from somewhere, and so it, it's. Oh, you could get into this. This is a you could get a couple of couldn't you? Um, I've learned a lot. We even try to figure out how to get a product, what to do, and it's it's no easy at all because you start. I sometimes get worried about right. So I'm having a good impact here, but I'm having a negative impact here, and it's just it's hard. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Um, running a clothing brand in in China's. I'm learning every day, like literally learning every day, every year. Um, that's been four years and still so, still at the start of it and still yeah. getting surprised at how you hear things, how things operate. Good and no, just negative, good things as yeah. well. Um, it, it, it's just, it, it's a journey. It certainly is. Um, and I think if you're always doing the best you can with the knowledge you have in this moment and accept that, and don't judge yourself on tomorrow's knowledge yesterday. It's like, you just... Yeah, you're right. You'll drive yourself nuts doing it. I I remember having a conversation with somebody about, and it was about dairy, and I had said, oh, you can make your own almond milk because they didn't want to go and buy the other milk because it comes in these cartons that can't be um, recycled. And I was like, well, you can make your own almond milk. I then got a lecture from somebody about how much water was involved in growing almonds. And I was just like, I have to pick my battles. <laughs> I have an allotment and I grow vegetables. I'm doing my bit for the environment. I'm all right with the water for the almonds. <laughs> you, you really do. That's it. You really need to pick your battles, definitely. Because um, you just, we can't be perfect. It's just not what to happen. It's not what to happen. Uh, and then what is what is perfect and who who defines what perfect is? Exactly. It's it's, it's yeah, it's it's crazy. So this is actually going to lead nicely onto the other thing I wanted to talk to you about. I saw in your post on Instagram the other day that you are five hundred days sober. Mm-hmm. Where did that come like was that a conscious decision? Did that just happen? Like how did that come about? I've been <laughs> I've been trying to Talking about uh, staying at it for like <laughs> 18, honestly. Right, so that's what, what gym now? 25? No, 35. So that's 17 years. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. So um, 
it's just something that's I've, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed being drunk. I'm not even got a kid on. I enjoyed being yeah. drunk. I enjoyed the other things as well. The, the other illegal substances. Probably enjoyed that more to be honest. And actually had a. It, it, it affected me less, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was actually more compass mentis, and I don't know if anybody would believe that, but. I would have a whole conversation with you about the the legality of alcohol and cigarettes versus the illegality of a lot of the, the substances. Like, doesn't make sense. No. <laughs> it does not. Um, and I think that cultural, culturally, I can't say that. How do you say that? Yeah. Culturally. Yeah, that's a good word. Yeah. Um, I think it's just how it's accepted in society and how when you hit an age, you, you do this and when it's a celebration, you have a drink. When it's a Tuesday, you have a drink. When it's a, a communion, a christening, which always baffles me, I'm not going to lie. Uh, Generals as well. Aye. Um, and it's, it's something that, I enjoyed it. it. Gave me confidence. I was I was always quite shy. I've never done this for a start. Yeah. Social media or the the dark stuff I do, but um, I was extremely shy, extremely insecure. You name it, man. I was I was it. Um, and but when I had a drink, I was I was I was more who I wanted to be. If that makes sense, yeah. dancing, mm-hmm. out, having fun. I would I would <laughs> I would. I would just leave my pals and go and talk to people. Yeah. Um, not even that, and I wasn't. I wasn't even the mature stage for like, uh, like relationships, girls, and that. That never came to us like my twenties. I, mm-hmm. I was a late, late bloomer, and yeah. um, uh, I alcohol was my my friend, and my family were um, had a lot of alcohol issues um, and challenges, and I seen that growing up. I was aware of that and it's it left me feeling just a fear. I never really understood it. I was I I, I did cry a lot. I think I've spoken about this, that I did. I, I think people realise the extent of where my head was at for a long time. Uh, yeah. my mum seen it all. Like I'm I talking about like a, a teenage boy, eighteen, nineteen, then early twenties crying, like and and just being angry about life. Yeah. So a cycle it was just a vicious and it seemed to be that the happy points were when I went out and you got on it and you had your side on black on with a double baileys that was my like that, that was my thing and, um, and the one glass no no at least separate <laughs> I was going to say that with cordo there's some uh, <laughs> I probably did try that to be fair I would have <laughs> um, and it was just run about me I, I never felt I felt different to my pals. Um, it wasn't their fault. Like, they didn't know. They were just young boys as well. And uh, did speak to them a couple of times and some of them seemed me really like worried about me. Um, and then as I got older, 20s, I kind of started... I got into a few things like um, I ended up basically batting one of my pals. Um, but I had my few tight wasn't it, like I see it, but I'd done it and all I remember is literally him like below me yeah. say, and I was just like this isn't right man this isn't um, and that, that, that was alcohol fueled and I didn't I only can flash see that bit yeah. and then I kind of stopped and started and then I, some of my behaviour wasn't great um, especially to my mum 
Um, and it just, I, I'm not proud of these things. It's like, you feel like a bit of a scumbag. This isn't mm. me. I am no, don't want anybody to feel sorry for me. It's me that done it. It's me that, it's other people that went through it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They get the brunt of it. And so, I think that's why I can maybe a wee bit empathetic to people who do things, but yeah. there's no condoning it for a start because you need to look, you need to really think about what you're doing. And, um, it then became I uh, a relationship and that that was that wasn't the best. Like we drank together, just wasn't good. Um, and then once that, after that, I think it was like 2017. That's when I really started trying to become sober properly. Yeah. Um, I wasn't dependent on alcohol. Like I didn't crave it. It's just that when I done it, I was just woofed. Yeah. Uh, and then the feeling after, um, I was on settling there in 2017 so I kind of had to stop more yeah. and um, I just I just started doing that but when I was younger the, the battle I had was people people were just have a drink what you know drinking for what you know and because I was so snappy I couldn't articulate it properly I would just be like get to fuck <laughs> like yeah. that wasn't that wasn't the way to do it because it's it, it, and Whereas now, I don't even need to do it. And if anybody even threw in at me, I'd be like, you talking to me? Like, no. <laughs> like, You're so com- comfortable in it now that... Yeah. Yeah. I'm so comfortable in my own skin, and that's where I find myself. Um, like, I worked in America, and I worked with kids and adults with disabilities, and that was very intense, very... What an intense learning experience. Um, you're doing, like, full care for people total care that I never I'd always been scared of and people were relying on you you had to be responsible um, but you also had to be fun you also had to make camp like basically we're told that this is like a campers Disney world you need to make this the best week of your life and you're like cool let's do it let's sing let's do so you had to do all these things sober you had to sing daft songs dances see what I'm saying daft songs I loved that absolutely loved that <laughs> And things like that, realised that you can be yourself. And that group yeah. of people, that group of people probably understood me more than I'd, I understood myself because that group of staff were there to work with people with all different needs. So yeah. the perfect environment, if you feel safe, secure, kind of like the whole hierarchy and each thing, that was where I think, mm-hmm. that, whoa, that was like an epiphany thing that I realised that it's all right to be certain ways. And then, it's good to do it in another country as well because you're taking away, you're completely taking yourself out of your environment that you're used to. Aye, and you see yeah. how you really respond and how how you are and how you interact and what you like. Um, and it was just it was just amazing. And and learning that, then I started becoming far more comfortable with my own skin, and then going through the sober 2017 18. Um, was doing it more, the gaps were getting wider. Yeah. And then we'd do it and then start again. And then the last one was even like 2019. The times I drank weren't even like, it's not like anything happened, anything negative. Um, and even see when I was at camp, the funny thing is, when I was at camp, drank that many times, I never done anything, like nothing negative. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. these negative things. My, my friends were always very honest with me. All they remember is me being a happy drunk that was it yeah literally um, I still ask them all the time when I talk to them you, you tell them the truth but, <laughs> but 
thing, but aye, so but it's still no good for me because I could I could be that guy, I could be an absolute prick. So I'd rather not there. And yeah. Um so just just made that decision last year and it, it's been relatively easy, if I'm being honest. It's no but I think it's because I'm more comfortable in my small thing. Um it's been easier because the group of people don't really question it. And they can question they can ask me things, but it's not gonna change me. I think they know. See, because I've I'm now more aware of boundaries. Yeah. Set boundaries, quite firm. No, you're you're really and then I think because in the work I've done, all the youth work, I've worked with, I don't know, hundreds of kids and young people over the years. You need to develop a thick skin to that. You need to be able mm-hmm. to banter. You need to be yeah. kind of like a wido. In a nice way. Aye. So I'm a, I'm a pure wido. Like, I'm a proper <laughs> pure wido. Nobody will probably... <laughs> well, if you've got to be wide to me and try to challenge it, just be prepared. That's it. And it's a nicer way to be. <laughs> I'll try to, like, be angry. But... So it's... It, it, I think it's just... It was... That journey's been brilliant. Uh, I'm grateful. I'm just grateful I'm loving. I'm just... I've not got this fear. I've not got a fear all the time. Um, uh, I look forward to Mondays. Look forward to Tuesdays, whatever it is. <laughs> no, every day is brilliant. I have my ups and downs, but it's definitely been... It's just been great to feel alive again. That's all yeah. I would... I would recommend it to anybody. Yeah. Um, I can resonate with so much with that. So I stopped drinking in 2014, in September 2014. So I think that's just gone past six yeah. years. And like that, I'd gone through wee fits and starts of, right, I'm not drinking anymore. And then I would go back to it. And then I was on holiday, I was on holiday in Ibiza and I decided not to, we weren't going to any of the club nights. And I was like, the rest of the girls were going to the, the pub and I was like, I can't really be bothered having a drink. I'm just going to have an early night and get up and go and watch the sunrise because we always stayed at Bora Bora on the East Coast. So I had got up and went to watch the sunrise and I'm sitting watching the sunrise and I was like, oh, this is what it's about. Like, I don't want to, I don't want that part of my life anymore. I don't want the party and I don't want the the fear. I don't want the paranoia. I don't want the nausea for a, four days before I start to feel better. I don't want the night terrors anymore. And I just decided that point, I was like, right, I'm not drinking anymore. And that was me. And nobody, que- like that, nobody questioned me about it. Nobody tried to, oh, just, just have one drink, just have one drink. It was just like complete acceptance from everybody. But I was, like you're saying, just in such a place of this is where I'm at and nobody's going to change my mind about it. No. And it's like nobody challenges me. Some people will ask questions like, oh, why do you not drink anymore? But I'm just like, just don't. <laughs> it's, um, I think... Even that, you just get, you just see new highs. The thing is, for me, like I'm no, even though I'm sober and I advocate being sober and the benefits and how it's helped me, I also still understand that people like a drink and can drink and can enjoy it. I'm not taking yeah. that blame. Like if somebody wants to drink and enjoy it, do it. Like I've no, I'm no worried. Do you know what I mean? Like I think some uh-huh. people think that you're not judging them for it. I went out to we had a before lockdown restrictions get a bit strict again you were able to have like dinner so we we went out for like a a group dinner for nevis and i was yeah. the only person that didn't drink mm-hmm. it, was a, it was a group of younger guys so it's like young boy that i done the climb with he's like 25 26 so they're all like 10 years younger than me mm-hmm. so fascinated by one i didn't drink but also what i used to be like so that was quite good 
Yeah. But never, we were kind of like, uh, pint, 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 soda water. Pint, <laughs> pint. It wasn't a... It's not a big deal. Oh, the night didn't go on and they went, are you sure you don't want to? It just, they just didn't. But I think, see, when you're quite firm with it, but no, like, mean, you're just, you just, Aye. somebody knows you're assured of yourself. They do, they're just like, you don't, you don't need to be threatening, you don't need to be in, you just need to be a bit assured and... Um, and if you're coming across that you're still enjoying yourself, even though you've not had a drink, my pals all laugh at me, like when we would go to, to club nights after I wasn't drinking, I would be still in the middle of the dance floor with my hand up in the air going for it, sweat dripping off me, and they would be like, and that's her wearing. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's that, that, that essence of loving life and partying and that confidence that you look for, for from the drink, it's in there. You just need to give yourself that permission to let it out. You really do. I think that's it. It's just that we, yeah, just just let it out. Like when you hear music, you still hear like, the tunes, certain dance songs that take me back to all the times yeah. when I was really like, probably out my dial. But I can still, I still feel that. You can still feel yeah. music, you can still dance. And it's kind of like, once you just let go, but that's you. Um, and the, the only challenge it has been is when I've ever been like trying to, try to go on dates and do the whole Tinder thing, which I'm never doing again. <laughs> <laughs> Even that, like, she, hey, I'm no drinking. Oh man. <laughs> it's just a great, like, it's just the assumption. And I get it though that if somebody's been with somebody that's, that's that recovering and all that stuff, and but to just then think that that's what everybody's like or. Yeah. And no understand it, but then you know that that's just not your people. Like just like yes. you know, the Papalza, that's okay as well because we all like what we like. So you're better off going out on a date with somebody that drinks in or not drinks. Yeah, it's quite straightforward for me. Um, yeah, that goes. With- how much of if like say you want you were going on a date with somebody who's who still drinks, but that's not the essence of every night out that they have. Like they can still go on a night out without a drink or whatever. Then. That could totally work. It's like you're not necessarily looking for somebody that's 100% sober mm-hmm. as well. Although if they were, then that would be all right. Right, no, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah. And I was just comfortable with you. I people just I just focus on my own business. My business yeah. is my business. Other people exactly. is their business. And the less yeah. I know, the better. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I like to not know about people, but also know everything about them. Because people fascinate me, I'm just like, why? Do, why do you think that way about stuff? And why do? And why? And why? My mum said I was always dead curious as a small child. Like I've never just accept things as they were. But why? But why? But why? And I'm still. But why? But why? But why? Even in my forties. <laughs> no, I do like yeah. It's good that you get. Actually, you're interested in people for a, a good reason, like a fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, I like. I've met people that I think I'm a bit curious as well. And when you hear, there's people that I've got on Instagram that I follow, I quite like. Um, and then they post something, and you're like, I, just, I didn't know that about you. That's, that's quite cool. Yeah. That's quite interesting. Aye. Yeah. Just find, find out all these wee nuggets and stuff. It's like, see, so when we had the general election, whenever that was, like the last year, the year before, and when you saw the results, I, I didn't feel like the dismay or anger or anything. I was just like, I wonder what they were all thinking when they voted that way. But that's what, and I'm still, I'm the same with the when the US stuff's coming in. I'm like, I wonder 
what people believe about the world or about the person that they're voting for, what it is that they believe that makes them do that. That's what fascinates me. I don't care who you vote for or what, what that is, as long as you're doing no harm to people. Yeah. It's what, what makes people tick like that. That just mm-hmm. fascinates me and blows my mind how... There's, there's definitely people that will do it for, like, they, they understand it. So they really understand what they're doing, like, how to impact or something. Mm-hmm. Or some people will vote because they think it's got to do something to their lives. I know that's kind of similar, but it's more like a heart in their head kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I'm now at the stage where I'm just like, I'm not relying on politicians to make my life any better. I'll participate, I'll participate. That's, my, that's up to me, but I would rather see what I can personally do. Mm-hmm. And that's just how I'm going to go. I'm not thinking I can change it, it's nothing like that. I just think in my me thing, whatever my output is, that's that's all I can, can control. Yeah. Only so much. And they'll they'll and go and sit in their houses of parliament or wherever and have their conversations and do whatever they do, and you just kind of go, okay. Aye. Carry on. <laughs> Leave them to it. That's, that's what I would do. So was it this year or last? Hold on, what year are we in? We're coming towards the end of 2020. I'm really confused. Um, I thought it was neither 2019 there for a moment. <laughs> okay, don't don't make us live through 2020 again. <laughs> I don't need to reverse that so I saw on your Instagram as well that you had did you walk a hundred with a hundred people up Nevis over this last year or no that's that's what I want to do for next year you want to do for next year I saw we've had I put it out there it was around 160 people in four years one year doesn't really count because the weather was meant to be like a thunderstorm so we had to pull it and five, yeah. five years went. But so you could technically say in three years we get about 160 people up up and down. Yeah. Um, and then obviously the for one person doing like the four, that was Ali first, and then then no other people have done the four, but then other people have done two and then triples. So you see how that's actually grown. Yeah. It's done more and more. And then the amount of people that's actually still walking are interested in it. And it's yeah. the after effect. That's what I'm after. I'm after the legacy of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's my thing. But I so next year, I've got to try and get 100 people up there over the course of the year. So whether yeah. it's 20 people in February, March, whatever. And just, Are you putting that out as organised events that people sign up for? Or just, I'm going up a hill and send you out, come with me? Um, yes and no. Uh, <laughs> it's been... That's been a journey in itself, figuring all that out for four years because it's like seeing somebody, you don't want to kill anybody's dream and, and see when you see somebody so enthusiastic about doing stuff, you don't want to yeah. say no, right? So part of me, it was sometimes, I wouldn't say I said no, but you're kind of like, you've never done any walking and you want to climb nervous, like, I would suggest doing this, right? Yeah. But if you put that out to 100 people, a high percentage will probably go, I hear what you're saying, but I'm going to try it anyway. So you're yeah. like, cool. And then a small percentage will actually hear it and go, I'll do a bit of training. Mm-hmm. You can't knock the other people because that would be essentially somebody going to me when I wanted to start a clothing brand. No, you can't do this. You don't know what you're doing. I'm like, yeah. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to do it. 
So <laughs> it goes against. Um, my thing is, is just people's enjoyment of it and and knowing that with a wee bit of training, you can build your legs up. So, for example, I have climbed Nevis 16, about 16 times in four yeah. years. Right? So I would like to think I've got some understanding of it. And mm-hmm. what I've found is that by focusing simply on building your strength going down the hill, that will help everything. Yeah. Makes seem a bit out there, but people are capable of climbing up. It's always a coming down. Always mm-hmm. because you're tired. Um your legs have went a bit weak, you might not have the strength in your knees, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. And it happens. It's it's normal. It's even normal for me or anybody that's well trained because yeah. you've just done half of something, so you've got to be a bit more tired. Yeah. Well, as we go on, I've, when I put things out there, you can go and do warehouse. So even if somebody isn't walking, usually that can help give them an indicator where they're at. Uh, if I hadn't done that, see my, me, even the now, so I've done banana a couple of times. If I went and done Nevis now, I'd be in bits. Uh-huh. I'd be in more, guaranteed, more pain than I, than I was when I'd done the four. Because mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Because so uh, you're not conditioned for it just now. That's it. It's just conditioning yourself and it's just to enjoy it a bit better. Um, and also as well, it's a good, I feel like the training it builds. So doing the training builds up your feet. Um, yeah. Also, it's good habits because you're used to going out and doing it. If you're used to just walking in miserable weather outside in your area, it's just like a housing estate, which I'm in, then get up to a nice hill. So it can be a bit easier. Um, so we will... Next year, there'll be more. Uh, there'll be a bit more thought behind it, but also it'll be a bit open to people. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just say, look, if this is at your own risk, then if you really want to do nervous with no training, I, I can't stop you. Um, but understand that this is what can happen. Yeah, because <laughs> um, I think people forget about the physio, like the physiology of coming down a hill. The muscles activate in a different sequence. The strength needs to be totally different. So people might go out and go on to the Stairmaster at the gym and climb and climb and climb and climb and climb. So either fine for getting up, but as soon as you turn and come back down, your glutes work different, your hamstrings work different, calves work different, the impact's different through the body. So the, that preparation for it is totally different. Yeah, it really is. You see, you said that. That's where I actually, uh, 2019, so last year's, that was only the, the we only done the fives because the thunderstorm it actually yeah. looked to be twenty degrees and I get sunburnt, but there you go. <laughs> but Scotland. I, I know. I can't get on it. I should have known. Um and when you said there about the stairmaster, I was so I was far too cocky for it. I just thought mm-hmm. I'll smash the stairmaster, do these bits and then I'll get them done nervous. Uh, uh, that was that was hard. Um because yeah. I didn't have the down bit. I could smash a steam master, like I was powering that thing. Like I climbed nervous on that, but, yeah. just, but I didn't have the down bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and also as well, the other wee thing is, is the whole mental aspect of it, the psychology of it. So if you're used to even getting up a wee challenging hill, but knowing that you can take like a five-minute break and keep going, just knowing that that's possible, rather yes. than looking at, looking at nervous or looking at something going, I need to I need to walk all the way up that without stopping. And that's it. Like there's no like it's as if that's the only option. Um so it's kinda like helping people understand that you can do these wee breaks and get up. 
Um, and it's not that you can't do it, it's just the preparing people and the after effect. Because yeah. if you're untrained and you go and climb something like that, you've got to be sore for a long time, like a good week or two. Aye. Um, so I, I, did, I did Navis not last summer, the summer before, and I hadn't really done very much for quite a while. Um, and my partner, he plays handball and is very, very fit and very athletic, likes to just, he just ran, like just today, he's like, oh, I'm just going to go away up a hill. So he's away up to somewhere, away climbing a hill. Mm. So he, we were walking that together, but because he was much fitter than me at that point, he was just, he kept going away ahead and then he'd sit and wait for me to catch up. But as soon as I'd get there, he'd start walking again. I'm like, oh, hold on a minute, you've just had a rest, have not. <laughs> Yeah, I had to keep stopping and as we're getting to the top you know when you get towards the top and it goes into the zigzags and I was looking and I was like oh fuck when is this going to end and one of the guys that was coming back down he's like it's all right you're nearly there and about half an hour later somebody else said to me it's all right you're nearly there and I met somebody said that to me half an hour ago (laughs) (laughs) define what nearly there means please (laughs) Uh, you're closer to the top than you're to the bottom (laughs) Aye, <laughs> that's pretty much what it meant. But what it was only after I was back down and I was looking at the map of it, I was like, oh, there's a certain number of zigzags. What I should have done was count that so that I knew I've only got so many more left to go. That next time. <laughs> there you go, I'll see you next year. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Yeah, I should be, should be well and fit enough to do it next year, yeah. Sure. Uh, is that, it's unknown as well, but... You can't fault people's effort. Like I've trained people over the years, and some people that it's society's views on what fit people look like is just not even. It's not even right. Like I've yeah. seen people train that might no, they might not have a six pack, but oh, they train and they put the effort in. You see it and how they yeah. push and how they work within their level. So it doesn't matter if they are an athlete or a, a regular person. They're, they're still working like hard but putting that effort in you can see it and that's and yeah. um, that should be celebrated so mm-hmm. but the whole walking and um, I am for anybody doing it I love it I, see, I love seeing people out even running even trying to run if they're walking slow jog or cycling whatever I'm just like on yourself I just have yeah. a trying to put the window down and go keep on yourself <laughs> You'd be one of those people that toots the horn on the way past, but you're not doing it to be a creep, you're doing it to celebrate somebody. You don't you end up there like that, and somebody's like, Start now, start now. They think it's being insincere, but actually, you're just like that. No, genuinely, I'm here to cheer you on. Aye, exactly. That's it. We need to, it's good to cheer people on. Absolutely, absolutely. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we wrap up? Yeah. Um, any any uh, other tangents, any other avenues? Eh, uh, I don't know. Maybe the whole, maybe social media. We yeah, could, we could go for that, like the the Instagram reality joke. Um, yeah, and what is even even the whole? There's so many things I think about it. Like about when you think about followers, likes, etc., and doing things and. Especially with Animala, I used to be so like focused on that, thinking that that's what I need to do to grow. But then I realised that it's not it's your actual content or how you engage with somebody, or if you're actually making good products. Like that's, that's yeah, kind of key. Um, and you can get lost in the whole liking thing, and you can lost in who you are. Mm-hmm. And I felt that more being who you are and just sticking to that 
is is more beneficial and I sometimes worry about folk with social media mm-hmm. because how they view it and how they view other people and how it's like you're saying it's just a highlight reel yes um, but I found that being seen that and seeing like there was at one point I think it was two years ago and our Instagram was getting what a hundred thousand impressions a week like that was bonkers and it but never really equated to anything you know, if it doesn't equal money in the bank no. then I've just it it and then found that just she just try I don't know engage in a certain way but what, what I when I was talk, wanted to talk about social media, I also thought about like when you're following people and how you're using it. And it's like, like I say this, and I don't know if people think I'm kidding on, but see, like even myself, see if somebody followed me and was triggered by it and I said, and then they want to follow me, see if they unfollowed me, I, I genuinely wouldn't be annoyed or yeah. upset. Um, like it just, it just is the way it is. And I think that we all, we all should be able to think like that. It's all right yeah. to be like that. And we should be encouraging people to unfollow us. Like, see if I'm, what I'm talking about triggers you or makes you feel less than yourself, then unfollow. Even if your intention as the person that's putting the post out, like when I put any post out, if I do any yoga stuff or anything, it's not to try and impress people. It's to try and encourage other people to do it. But if somebody looks at that and goes, oh, she's just shown off, going to unfollow me. Because if that's what if that's what you think my intention is, then you don't think very highly of me. So go away. I don't care. Aye, exactly. I think that and think like the stuff you're doing. That's your that's your page. That's what you want to put out in the world. So yeah, that's your business. If mm-hmm. you don't want to see your business, you don't look at it. And it's the same way like getting. I don't I don't follow the news that much. Like I don't I don't follow a lot of things that do trigger me because. I don't want to be triggered all the time. Like, I know what can flip me off, and I, I just don't want to be in it. And if people are complaining a lot, what's out there, and stop following it, I, yeah. I, I realise that's simple. It's no... And yes, you make adverts in your face, fair enough, right? But you can still minimise things. So I think... Just scroll past it. There's nothing you? says that you have to stop and engage with this post. No. So I'll, I'll, every now and again, because obviously Instagram works with their, their algorithm, so whatever they think that you should be seeing, they, they show you. And sometimes I'll be like, God, I've not seen such and such as posts for ages. So then I'll go away and I'll find them and then I'll like and I'll comment on a few other posts just to bring it back on to my news feeds. Because a lot of people don't understand like how, how the algorithm and stuff like that works when you've got, got it for your business. It kind of is worthwhile to have a better understanding of it. Yeah. But then when you watch, have you watched The Social Dilemma? Aye, aye. Yeah, so when you watch that, I watched it knowing everything that they were talking about. I was like, I know that that's what they do, I know that that's what they do. But then when you hear it out of the developers' mouths, you're like that, the bastards. <laughs> They've got me. So I try and not have my phone, like my phone's always on silent, the vibrate's switched off. I leave it face down. I did miss my mum dropping off biscuits at my house yesterday because she phoned to see if I was in and I didn't see that the phone was ringing and then when I did pick my phone up and looked at it I was like oh but I'm in you should have rang the doorbell (laughs) but it's it's that just how the whole system set up to have you addicted to it so that they make money and when you realize that you're like oh right so I need to do things to protect myself to be able 
to break that addiction so that I'm not so stuck to the mentalness of it. Yeah, and it's that whole, the, the, the buzz you get when you get things, when you get a like or whatever it is, and I found that I just like, just even wee conversations, that's what I like. So mm-hmm. even if one wee conversation or... Um, I randomly sometimes get messages for people I know, but they don't. You don't really see them on your page. I've realised that as well. That it's kind of like there'll be people that are watching, and you could have positive or negative influence, whatever that is, and they make no engage. So there is like a wee bit out there, and then sometimes somebody will send you a message. Um, just to like, I, I got somebody, to, a guy, messaged me about supporting like the beard, talking about the beard. I had a wee discussion about that, and there's been other times where. It's whether it's with men's health uh, or whether it's just other things. You get you get some people that will just talk. Aye. It's quite nice, and that that's yeah. what I like about it. Like that that wee bit. Um, yeah. Just as well, I do that. I'll uh, if I see things and I think, oh, well done. I'll just tell them. Like girl or guy, I'll just say that. I don't. I use that. I try and I don't have any. I don't know. Fear of doing that, like I think you reach out and say, Aye, that's cool. I'm not looking for anything, you don't need to send back. Aye. There's no agenda behind it, it's just gone. Well, that's You're... cool. Try to Aye. use it for me. Um, and there has been times where you want to like respond to things, no really mine or other things. You see it, and you just like, I don't want to get any an argument before COVID on it because um, it, it's too it's too draining, it's just all my aye, and people sometimes forget that they're speaking to a person because they're just texting it in and it's like would you say that to that person if you could see their face aye exactly exactly aye keyboard warriors are the best they really are um, especially the ones without a picture that's even funnier yeah <laughs> they, they don't really mean that I've had, I did have a few through Animalia um, and it was actually I didn't even I wouldn't even say then, but my mum's friend seen it so it was, on a, it was on a live video I don't know if it was about a year ago or what it was but this person just went I hope you get cancer to me <laughs> and uh, but there was no picture there was no thingy and I was just yeah. like it's, it's a cracking thing to say mate cheers for that just like cool and um, so right with it and, but my mum my pals she told my mum I think she was yeah. a bit worried. I'm just like mum just honestly like because she knows my background and where I've been mentally and maybe yeah. a comment like that will send me. Now, it's not a nice comment, but I'm far better now and how I live and how I take things on that that's, that I can be like, right, it's fa- a faceless person who's yeah. no doing well and that's how they feel. Like, that's, a, that's how, yeah. how I um, But I can imagine in a grand scale when you're getting that all the time, it's, it's not going to mm-hmm. be... But I think you can, we can develop, well, we're still only human, but you can develop that, but our resilience against it, but it's still going to affect, especially on a large scale. I don't think there's any need for it. Um, yeah. There's folk out there that do things, and even like influencers, different kind. And I might not agree with what they say, but I'm not going to sit and message cruel things to them. Aye, just, you just scroll past it. Aye. I think, that, I think that's when you need to take, we need to take some responsibility there as well, for our actions. Yeah. But, oh no, but I'm I'm saying all this stuff because they posted that. Well that doesn't that doesn't make it all right. Aye. But, yeah, uh, just 
because it's triggered you and it's triggered an emotion or a past trauma or something that's making you be reactive rather than responsive. I hate that reactive, that's a good one. Reactive instead yeah. of responsive. I like yeah. that. God, I'm on fire today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a walking meme. Oh, you just uh, that before somebody nicks it. <laughs> I think I've actually written it in my book. I think I think I have actually penned that one somewhere recently. <laughs> that is that is a builder. <laughs> so talking to social media, what are your what handles do you want people to follow you on if they're listening, thinking that they want to check out what you're saying and doing in the world? Uh, well, probably the killer one is Anamalia Faro. <laughs> you could look at me and Tony. I don't know. I'm Tony Owen, eighty-five. My pal thought that I said Tony Onion. <laughs> <laughs> you started calling me Tony Onion because of that. <laughs> um, I am Amalia Faro. Uh, we're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. Um, we've, got, we've got and we've got Anamalia CIC. So you can find us there. That we'll start putting a lot more stuff through that. Yeah. Um, and then check us out online. Look at www.anamaliaparo.co.uk and www.animalicic.co.uk I'll uh, put the links to all of them in the show notes so that people can just go and find it there. Aye, you can just keep going up to through, Check aye. out your check out your kit. Aye, check out the kit, check out what we get up to. Yeah, uh, find yeah. out if they're if they're in, desperate to go and climb Nevis, find out when you're next doing it so they can yeah. join in, but train first. <laughs> well, we'll put that in <laughs> Came out to training, we can. I was going to say I'll, I'll, I'll give something, but if everybody said that, I'd be getting a lot of stuff away. But I <laughs> make a make an incentive to train. Yeah, can think of something. <laughs> Just uh-huh. the the joy of health and fitness. You can't really. That well, yeah. I, I, I would say that I don't know if that's what everybody would like. That that was my incentive, um, like to go on a cold water dip to feel yep. free. There's not a lot of people that will do it to feel free. They probably need some money to jump in. Yeah, to get you there the first time. And then when you feel it, you go, oh, that was actually pretty good. I did the, the cold water duke in New Year's Day this year down in Irvine. Nice one. And I, I didn't realise that it was a charity event. I only decided that I was doing it on New Year's morning. It's like, ah, right, let's go. We're going down, we're going down. But people were there raising money for charity. So we just did it and went in the sea. And then came straight back out. It was no. fresh. It uh, was fresh. I mean, we done bro. So you jump off the pier. Mm-hmm. It was all at different ages. There were some kids doing it and everything. Um, yeah. Uh, we done that. And you know, you're just done in it. But uh, that was fresh. We also had a good walk. The walk helped, I think. Warmed us up a bit. But Aye. I want to do that again, but I don't know if it'll be on. So. Yeah, I don't know if... Anything's happening this Christmas and New Year. Make my own money up. There'll be loads of people just turning up at lochs and down at the seafronts just to go and do it themselves. Mm. And then the Coast Guard will be getting called out anyway because people have gone and done it themselves. Whereas at least if they organised it, the Coast Guard can be there to to be ready. Take a tube, by the way. Full of wisdom, me. Yeah, you do, yeah. Right, I am going to let you go. 
get on with the rest of your day. So thank you so much for being on the podcast. No, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been great. My like absolute pleasure. Memes, getting it there. <laughs> um, it'll go out on Monday. This Monday coming. So I'll yeah. download it later. Do you want to listen to it before we put it out? No, I'll go for it. No, it was great. Um, what about the video? Are you okay for me to put the video out on YouTube as well? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Sweet. All right, brilliant. Thank you so much. Thank you very much, Jane. All right. Take care, and I will tag you on social when this goes out. Magic. Thanks again. Have a good day. My pleasure. You too. Bye. I am Jane Wilson author and body, mind and soul coach. Welcome to the I Am podcast, where we explore who you are.